This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome to Working Class on DeerCast. It is episode 51, I think. 51. Ross Biggers here. What's up? What's up, man? We've been trying to get this episode right here done for three weeks. Probably three. That's a solid three. You're working too much. Yeah. You, you are the working class on DeerCast right now. <laughs> it's been busy. You, it's a busy uh, time of year. For people who don't know, you have your own business. Electrical business, yep. And uh, uh, people probably think when you own your own gig, you can hunt as much as you want. Well, that'd be sweet, but... We'll doesn't talk, work that way. We'll break that down a little bit. Um, Rob, this podcast was supposed to be done early this morning, mm-hmm. but it's later in the afternoon, and I think I deserve a drink of beer right now because yeah. I'm pretty certain I totaled my truck this morning. Mm-hmm. So really quick, I'll just kind of break down this fiasco. Not your fault. Not my fault. I went in and got a haircut early. Um, I'm like kind of superstitious. I get haircuts before like hunts because mm-hmm. I feel like it, get, it brings you fresh. Yeah. You know? So I get a haircut. I'm coming back to come to the studio to, to finish my work day or get my work day started. I'm sitting at a light. I got a green light. I'm getting ready to turn left. And I'm kind of just, I haven't even really moved yet. I'm still just parked there. This truck comes. Here comes a semi to my left. Um, not not like a semi with a trailer, but like a like a yard dog type semi. There's yep. a big company in the in the Quad City area that does like shipping and stuff for John Deere. It was one of their trucks, and I look over. I'm like, that thing's not stopping. That thing is not stopping. Boom! T bones this Ford F one fifty. That thing swings around, and I'm on the phone with my wife, and just slams into the front of my truck, and I'm just like. You know, of course, I'm like, oh, crap, you know, and lots of other um, explicit words. (laughs) And my wife's like, oh, my God, are you okay? So anyway, um, that old man, he's, I don't know, 80. Yeah. He was born in 46. How old does that make him? He's getting up there. He's old. I felt bad for him. His side skirt airbags went off. My truck's all smashed in in the front. My airbags did not go off. Really? And I I was like, 
Waiting for it? Waiting for it. So yeah. I jumped out once I like figured it was safe. And uh, anyway, not a great deal. So I got to get a rental car before I go back to Wyoming for my Elkhart. So I'm hoping that happens in time. All for a haircut. All for a haircut. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm never in town. That's right. So um, yeah, that's, that's how my morning's been. Um, I just got that truck in June yep. from the Buckstorm boys out in Rapid City, South Dakota. So I called them up. I'm like... Well, I don't know how this is going to pan out with insurance and stuff, but uh, it'd be great if I could. you could find me a truck. No so kidding. I'm truckless again. So that's my morning. Um, so sorry on the delay, Ross. It's all right, man. So easy to take for granted all the days you go to and fro and get home safely and you don't think about it. And then yeah. you have your day planned out and then all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> everything falls apart. It could have been a lot worse, man. I could Absolutely. Have, I could have been. That, that uh, guy got T-boned on his passenger side. If he would, he was an old man, you know. Yep. If he would have got hit on his driver's side, it would have killed him. Yeah. So I'm having a beer because I've had a long day yep. already, and it's not even over. And uh, I'm not driving anywhere, so I can have a beer. <laughs> Hitching a ride. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So anyway, that's my morning, buddy. So okay. sorry on the delay. Hey, that's all right. We're we're uh, we're, we're doing it now. We're, we're doing making it. it. Let's um, talk. Um, I think what I want to start with, I was going to end with this, but I think we should start with like a work life hunt balance slash family balance. Because yeah, if anybody can preach about that balance more than anybody, it's you. Yeah. It, uh, it's tough. I mean, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't know when the phone's going to ring. I mean, I can, I can have a schedule, but yeah, it, break down it, what it you do. I think we've talked about it in the past in detail, but just in general, like, so I, I do a lot of ag and this time of year, especially, you know, we're beginning middle of October here. Uh, but a lot of ag agriculture, whether it be fertilizer, uh, grain facilities, hog buildings, you know, lots of different things. I do a lot of um, just repair work and, and or new, you know, when new ones are going up. I mean, there's just like generators, lights, electric. I install, yeah, we're, we're Kohler generator dealers. So we install generators. Uh, I've been doing a ton, ton of solar this year. So I'm juggling between new houses, new shops, new grain facilities, fertilizer work. Mm-hmm. And then solar generators. I mean, we're bouncing all over. Yeah. So I might meet a hog building today, and tomorrow I'm in a bank. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and, then, and the next day I'm in a house, and the next day I'm in an insurance office. I mean, it's right. just, it's you always. Like, you like what you do? I love it. I really do. I mean, do? It's a lot of fun. Especially, I really enjoy this time of year. It's stressful uh, running nonstop. I mean, I've, I haven't had a day off in a long time. I worked seven days a week the last three weeks, uh, just with service calls and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. As stressful as it is, I really enjoy it because... When they call, like I'm the guy to fix it. You're the guy. I'm, they're broke down. They can't do anything, and then I show up and you're the superhero. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of times it, it goes smooth. Now sometimes it doesn't, and I spend six hours on a 15 minute job that I just can't get my head around. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, dryers. Well, you know, like you have Club 200 at, at your house, and uh, for people who don't know, we've done podcasts at Club 200. It's just this beautiful man cave you took like an old barn made it into like a living area yep. Yep. and i i hear a lot of people especially online when we post the pictures of it like the must be nice oh yeah and yeah. i'm like as soon as i hear someone start to say that about you i'm like no 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 you don't understand like this guy is working while you're hunting all october and november last year you didn't hunt when was your first day you hunted last year oh it was when uh ata I mean, so it was like the first I day mean, you I hunted was the first weekend of January. Yeah, it was the first weekend of January. It was the first. Well, I mean, I got like one or two sits in, but never, never a real hunt. No, and then actually getting on a deer and then and being able to just focus on hunting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until January because the year prior is when you killed uh, Mister Two Hundred Two, mm-hmm. and you got out in November. Like you had a I lucky did. day where you were able to get out. I think that was the thirteenth and the seventeenth. 
Yeah, I killed the thirteenth, and I think I killed the seventeenth. Yeah, uh-huh. four days apart. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I was able to get out because I think it was a wetter year or something, and then the calls weren't coming in. And I the conditions were perfect. I'm like, I'm going. Got to go. Yeah, and if the phone rings, I'll go do that after dark. So, do you think like looking back at last year's season, you didn't have a real like hunt with effort into it till the first weekend of January seasons opens here in Illinois, Iowa, October one. Yep. So do you, do you feel like your work hunt family balance was maybe off last year? Like, do you think you could, could you have squeezed more hunt days in? Yes, I do. But family on top of that too. I mean, I come home and you know, we've got three boys at home. So I was seven, six, five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and my wife, uh, you know, there's, there's just, it's just busy. Yeah. And, we have a lot of fall birthdays. So even like, you know, September, oh, we have a lot in November. Um, we have a bunch in September and a bunch in November mm-hmm. and uh, in January. So yeah. it's it, there's birthdays and there's always something going on. So it, yeah, I probably could have rearranged a little bit, uh, laid off a couple of jobs, pushed them till later or something. And, and, and you're losing it. money a little bit or your money's delayed at least. Right. Well, it just seemed like I could never catch up last year. And, you know, I, I'm telling everybody I'll be there in two weeks. Well, then two weeks is rolling around and they're calling and it's, well, it's going to be like three more days. And I had, I had too many, you got to know when to say no. And for yeah. me, it's like the money's, these jobs are there. I've already committed to them. So you got to, you know, be a man, step up and do what you said you're going to do. Right. So if I committed to them, so now I've it got burnt a few times last year with just taking on too much work. Now I'm like, all right getting closer to hunting season why don't we push that one off and say i can't do that until next spring yeah and why don't, why don't i just learn to say no either find somebody else or it's going to be next spring right just try I'm, I'm getting better with trying to balance all that out do you so. feel that when your boys get older and i'm sure a lot of listeners are probably going through similar um i don't know if it's a dilemma or a debate or a realization however you want to look at it like i've seen guys that i know that are workaholics take every hour of overtime they can get they're working weekends if they're doing it sundays are double time they're doing it if they can and then i feel like a lot of those guys that i've seen have kids and get a little older now they're like i don't work weekends and i don't work after four o'clock because yep. i'm home with my kids or i'm living my life and doing what i'm wanting to do do you feel maybe that's I where i'm getting to that's that's yeah. where i've i've come from that workaholic thing without having kids and and my wife was working i think she was working thirds and i was before kids she was working thirds and i was working all day long so we didn't hardly get to see each other other than hi bye see you later yeah um and i just worked as much as i could because i i have goals and i always say that so you you got to have goals whether materialistic things or whatever it is you got to have goals whether it's you want a nicer house or you want to put a porch on the back of the house or you want to yeah. build a shed or whatever just for me it's always been i want i'd like to have nice things but i got to work to have those nice things so just work yeah and and now yeah like you just said basically it's getting to the point now where it's like all right these i come in the door when i pull in the driveway i got all three boys running down the driveway next to the truck <laughs> going like, to ride dirt bikes and Dad, bikes and- yeah yeah let's get dirt bikes let's, can we ride tonight can we let's go fishing let's you know everything so yeah and and I've just come to the realization that this window is little. I mean, yeah, it's they, a very short-lived window, and time with these boys is is matters most right now because yeah. it's going to be gone. And and then they're going to I'll look back and think, uncool man, real fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and dad worked the whole time we were growing up, and we never did anything cool. It was always yeah. us and mom and. That too, and you want to hunt. You have a passion for hunting. Yep. So it's like, man, how do you throw that into? It's I guess you know you break it down as 
you know, the really good hunting is just a few months a year. And, you know, if you're on deer cast, which I know you are, yep. you know, you can utilize, Hey honey, um, I want to make these game plans. Uh, Friday afternoon looks really good. I'd really like to go Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, uh, yep. Sunday is for the family. We'll go do something. We'll let right. the boys ride dirt bikes and stuff. So, yep. and, and that's what like really, I think aggravates me a lot when I see people online kind of bash deer cast, like I don't need an app to tell me when to hunt. Like it's kind of hurting their ego. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you got to realize though, for guys that are in a situation like you yep. or, you know, similar situations, work, family um, requires a lot out of them. Yep. Everyone's family requires a lot out of them, no matter Absolutely. what you say, just how you balance it. That's also a good way to be like, you know, Thursday, the condition equation here yep. that DeerCast has already laid out for me doesn't look as great as maybe, um, you know, Monday afternoon or whatever the next yeah. day in the forecast is. I'm going to save that time for them and then... You know what I mean? You can, yeah. It helps you delegate where does. you're putting your tasks. And I think 2020 uh, deer, I killed the big dog. I had two. That's the first year I ever killed two whitetails in Illinois. Yeah. And your poor other buck just kind of got overshadowed. It was an old, just mature brute. He's a cool buck. But a great buck. Yeah. I, and he's, yeah, I got him mounted. He's, he's really cool looking. But but I think 2020 was the year that I, I paid for a subscription uh, through DeerCast and based every hunt on DeerCast all the way through that year. Yeah. And then last year... I planted all kinds of food plots and everything was great, but I had to work all the way through them. <laughs> so I just watched these food plots grow and die and yeah, anyway. Get eaten so, by deer that you weren't actually hunting until right. January. It's yeah. cool to get pictures of. Well, and you killed there? a deer out of a food plot, right? I did. Late yeah. season. Yeah, it was nice. We were at ATA show when it happened. Um, <laughs> I told you I couldn't go to ATA and you're like, come on. I'm like, I got a tag. I got I got to yeah, shoot. It's a great reason to miss it. I mean, <laughs> and I killed. You should miss it for, you should miss ATA to go hunting. I get that. I've yep. never, if I had an unfilled tag and I was on a deer, I'd be hunting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot to think about. I think it's the most relatable. And, and you probably do hear that. You probably hunt whenever you want. You're on your own business, but it's like, yeah. You can't though. That's funny, man. I Yesterday I pulled in, I had uh, four calls before seven o'clock on different dryers and fans down and stuff for yeah because it's harvest bins. right now everyone's going yeah so i pull into like the third stop i think and this good customer of mine he's like he's like so did you kill that big buck yet i said no uh i haven't had a chance to because i'm here <laughs> <laughs> you I, called me i'm you called so i can't go hunting you know i just just giving him crap razzing him a bit but yeah he's he's uh, these guys know that i like to hunt yeah and i take course. it very seriously but it means, I mean, it means a lot to him. I think it's funny when I hear Ross from working class. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like become that. It's funny. It is cool. It's pretty cool. It is. And it's really cool actually. But no, yeah. I mean, that too is like, people probably say that to you. I get it a lot. Like, you know, it must be nice that you hunt for a living. It's like, and, and I talked about this last week with Josh Sparks. I'm like, nobody really hunts for a living. Right. Um, unless you just have money from something else. And then you're just paying people to do all your other stuff for you. Like, I don't. I, see, so the beautiful thing about it is, yes, I don't feel like I'm punching in or punching out anymore. Right. But I never punch out and I never punch in because I'm always doing something. Like I get yelled at by my wife, like in a, in a, she's not actually mad, but a lot of times it'll be, you know, I do my work here all day. Yep. And then I'm, I'll go hunting and then I'll be at home and I'm still working. Yep. And then I'll lay in bed. And the other night, I think I worked on stuff till 2 a.m. in bed. Yep. And then I go to sleep and then I wake up. So, but I enjoy it. Yeah. But it's I'm, just a I'm, lot more time. I'm never turning it off. I probably work more hours now collectively than I did when I worked at John Deere. Yep. Um, 
it's just not in like that you know 5 a.m to 1 30 or 5 a.m to three o'clock yeah. it's basically from when i get up to when i go to bed and there might be some breaks in between in between that yeah but i'm right. probably working more hours a day that's right but i prefer that though and i could say that the same thing for myself too i mean i there's times when I can get home. I get, let's say I'm in between calls and I know I've got to meet this guy at one o'clock, but it's 1030 and I just finished sooner than I thought. So I go back to the office and, or the shop and I'll get out and I'll either shuffle a little bit of paperwork or, Hey, I need to go weed eat around the whole fence row out there. So yeah. I'll grab the weed eater and go do that or, yeah, yeah. or, Ooh, I can slip out and pull a couple cards out of the trail cameras and then yeah, throw yeah. them on the laptop. I'll check them tonight. And then, you know, it's, I, I like that. Cause it's just, there's always something to do. Yeah. You're not not working. You're working all the time, but you're able to do a lot of different things. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely a big, a big perk to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point on yeah. that. But yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, I wanted to bring something up quick. I created a, uh, you guys hear me joke around, joke around about talking about the hernia. I always have hernias because I'm loading <laughs> trucks in by myself. Right. Do you see my, my contraption? The hernia preventer 5,000. No, I missed that. All right. So I'm, it's, well, it's in my truck that's wrecked. So I got to make sure I go get my hernia preventer 5,000. I went to Harbor Freight. Yep. Got a $30 like trailer boat winch. It's like, it looks like a seatbelt. It's like yep. a strap with a hook on it. So I, I got that. I had, I had four by fours already at the house. Cut a four by four to five foot. So it fits up the front end of my bed. And you know, the two truck eyelets. Yep. Run a strap around it and mount that thing sideways. And I'm going to put a piece of plywood in there so I can hook my deer to it. Oh, nice. Hernia Preventer 5000. I wanted to bring that up. Slick. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's pretty crude, but it's going to save my belly and my oh, back man. and all sorts of stuff. Especially that big old buck that you, uh, yeah, you just know, cracked I, the other night. I was going to wait to talk about that. But I hate to bring it up already, but. No, I, let's bring it up because I was going to wait and do a regular WCB podcast about it, but our yep. schedule is so crazy. Yep. And. It's just, let's just talk about it because yeah. otherwise it'll just never get done when I want. And I'm still excited about it. Yeah. So Doug and Eric will just have to listen to your podcast. I'll be talking <laughs> about it. So they get filled in because they don't even really know the full story. Okay. For real yet. Um, well, actually, so it was uh, the 8th, 8th of October. Yep. If you guys were on DeerCast looking at that first, basically full weekend cold front coming in into October, which is amazing. Yep. Um, and Lee and I just did some videos like any cold front in October, good cold front is like worth getting after, you know? Absolutely. So you um, kind of just throw that October lull out the window just a little bit. Yeah. Deer moving when, when, yeah, deer were on their feet, cameras were hitting and yeah, it was money. So, um, I went out, uh, the eighth, the morning, um, which is rare to hunt mornings, but I'm like, I gotta go in the morning with this cold front, you know? Um, and I was hunted my, my Sam and I, um, our personal farm and I yep. killed a doe. Um, so it's kind of a cool feeling to kill a deer on our own personal farm. No kidding. So celebrating that kind of having like kind of an emotional moment, kind of like I can't, it didn't really feel real type yeah. of moment. So I got a nice big mature doe, um, got a hernia throwing her into the truck. God, it was brutal. I had to back <laughs> it into a low spot and then try and I tried to pick her up with the back legs and then I tried to get underneath her and cradle her and it just, yep. you know, that's dead weight there's just, just no easy way of doing that no so i finally got her in i'm like oh i gotta go to harbor freight and get a little winch <laughs> so i about died doing that got her out clean i didn't want to gut her in there it probably doesn't matter right but it's a, not a big property so i just wanted to just get it out of there and, and then i cleaned her elsewhere somewhere else so yep. i got her taken care of um get her all cooled down and how i need her because i was going to take her in the next day and uh I get home and um just getting everything ready. I just got a new saddle. 
Um, and I've hunted last year out of a saddle, but this year I was like, man, I want to kill a buck out of a saddle. It'd be really cool. So I just got the new, um, you know, uh, trophy line fanatic saddle. Just got it. Yep. So I get out in the yard. I'm just getting a refresher in my brain because I don't saddle hunt as much as I tree stand hunt, but it's becoming a more uh, useful tool in my arsenal. So I'm actually out on the tree in the yard playing with it. Yep. Just getting, okay, this is good. I got my pouch set up where I want and my lineman's rope and all that stuff set up. And I go out to, uh, uh, I had a tree in mind that I knew would be good. And I get out there and, uh, oh, Lee's going to be mad that I'm telling the story right now because he <laughs> wanted to be on this podcast. Sorry, Lee. Because um, he was texting me. So anyway, I get set up and I'm between a little clover plot that I had planted and a bean field. Yep. And I'm kind of on the upward draw of it. Like the deer, the way the terrain lays out, the deer just kind of naturally use it. The way the property kind of wraps. It's weird, real weird. Um, but they just follow the terrain feature. Yep. So I'm sitting there and I have a cell cam down on my little clover plot, which is, yeah, it's a hundred, it might be even further than 150, 200 yards down there. And I look and there's this big old fat body brute in the food plot just, but he's kind of facing like he's going to use that terrain feature up to me. And I'm like, whoa, I was like, he's not a huge buck, but he's nice and heavy bodied. Yep. That's all you can ask for a big mature buck, right? That's right. So I'm like, okay, cool. As I'm sitting up there, I'm like, man, he hopefully he comes up this path because this is on in route to what way he's headed. But he could have cut in anywhere sure. and gone done something else. So I'm waiting. 25 minutes go by, and I'm just kind of sitting there, and Lee's texting me. And I said, hey, Lee, I got a big buck. I, I'm assuming he's within 100 yards of me. I'll I'll text you when, text I, get, you later. when I get down. Text you later. Put my phone back in my bind. I have a loophole bino harness, and I always keep my phone right here. So when I'm like sitting in a tree stand, it's here. Yep. Or it's always on me. If something happens, I can get it. Yep. Um. So I tuck it back in. I'm in the saddle, and I'm kind of looking, and I have this set, set up really. It's real nice, like yep. real secluded. My perfect pocket. You can draw everything. And I look over, and I see rack, and I'm like, tuck my phone, grab my bow. He steps in, twenty yard double long. He jumps into the grass, and I'm like, I text Lee. I'm like, just smoked him. He's like, you got to be kidding me. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm not kidding. If it would have been one minute later, I checked my phone, I would have missed my opportunity. Yeah. So I send this trucking picture to the boys. I'm like, we think of this deer. Everyone's like, damn, that's an old buck. That's cool. And I'm like, well, he's dead. So we're going to go get him. So anyway, um, gave him a little bit of time, went and recovered him. It's just this big old, the buck went 135 with almost six inch bases. Yep. Not a tine over eight inches. Dang. And uh, I bet you I got it. I would put money. He's like 300 pound live weight. Oh, yeah. From the pictures, man, he's huge. Brute. I'd say 30 and 28 to 30 inch neck, just big old neck. Yep. And I roll him over, and one of his testicles is as big as, as a grapefruit. Bigger than a grapefruit. Jeez. If if you grabbed a grapefruit that big, you'd be like, this is a really huge grapefruit. Like <laughs> it was a uh, melon size. Jeez. Like mushmelon or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was that size. Oh. And it was one of them. Not both of them, just one of them. Just one. And I'm like, what is going on? So, and this buck, he was, almost looked like he was like full of fluid. He was so like just, just bulky. And so I didn't know if he had like a, like a thyroid issue. Right. Or a cancer of some kind or an injury. And he was just fighting this infection. So when you skinned him out, was he? Was he? So I did like a an autopsy kind of yeah or biopsy i guess probably a little both so um i gutted them like normal um you know how you would it was a little weird cutting around the the family jewels because i I didn't know if it was hard or full of fluid and i just was scared to be honest so i I cleaned that up set that aside i'm coming back to that 
So I go through and we look at his organ, like his stomach had like the outer layer of his stomach seemed very thick and weird colored. And it had like mushroom like nodules all over it. Really? Part of his big intestine was like that big, probably like a, a, a run about this long, probably uh, for people listening, 10, 12 inches. Yeah. Uh, maybe six, eight inches round, yep. just enlarged in a certain spot. His liver seemed, and I don't know if this, this buck was so old and so mature and old, right. but his liver seemed about twice the size as a normal liver that I recall seeing. Hmm. Um, his heart was normal. Um, so it, I, he had something going on. He, he just like didn't just jump a barbed wire fence and like maybe snag one of the. I don't know. Jewels. I wonder if he got smoked by a car. Well, that's true. And. Intern cause internal damage, maybe a hernia from that, yep. or a fighting injury that he took to the gut that caused. I don't know. Um, so I've never seen anything like it though. That's for sure. So this might be disturbing to some people, but I grabbed the testicle. I had to know what was going on. Right. So cautiously, we cut it open <laughs> with a pair of goggles on. A pair of goggles. I was doing the uh, look away and cut. Um, this thing. I'm not kidding. I'll show you a picture. I'll show you a picture, and I, I won't post these, but I did it for this type of scenario. Yep. I took a picture of... Well, you don't ever see anything like that, so it's this is pretty wild. And I don't know. I don't really want to show this on video, really. Yeah. But I'll show you. That's one testicle. Yeah, that's a monster. Yeah. So I took a picture of one testicle next to its heart. Yeah, way bigger. Twice as big as its heart. So um, when we cut it open, it was like waxy tallow. It was like belly fat. When you cut open the chest of a deer, that that layer of fat, mm -hmm. it was like full of that. That's like what the whole thing was. Gee whiz. And like part of it was like webbed, almost like, you know, call fat from the stomach. Yep. When you pull it open, it's got like the white, right. white webbing in it. It looked like someone balled that up and crammed it in there. I'll be dang. No, that's wild, man. I don't know. So never seen anything like it. Me either. I'm pumped with the deer, so I'm Euro mounting him, mm -hmm. and I'm saving the cape for the guy or buck uh, shoulder mount replica. That's awesome. So Old Barn's going to do that up for us. That's so. cool. I needed a cape, a big old buck cape. Yeah. And this one's perfect. It's a perfect one for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, he'll look great as a Euro, you know? Absolutely. So I'm yeah. going to have him aged. I'm guessing, and I don't know, the neighbor ended up finding a picture he sent to me um, two years ago, you could still see the mass. Really? And he looked like he was five two years ago. Jeez. I, I'm guessing seven to nine without actually knowing. Yep. Um, but just an old brood. But basically like same size rack, just years after year after year. Yeah, pretty much same, just little different configuration. He but peaked and then he just yeah. plateaued mm -hmm. out. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, great buck to great, kill. Great deer to kill. And that makes you wonder like, what was he the boss? Was he the bully? Was he the... Like, who's going to take his spot? Was he just there hanging out and didn't really care? I don't know. I mean, I, I looked, you've had him on camera, though. And this year, I have, but I didn't realize it. Okay. I went back, and I was like, oh, you know, like, I just, I've been really sloppy with my picture organization this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I can agree I, for myself, same way, but it's easy to blow past them, but then you always come back to after the deer's on the ground, and it's like, okay, now I need to go back through all my pictures and yeah. see if I just wasn't paying attention or what. And I looked. Two years ago, and I got to look closer and go through. I try to keep them in folders for the year, like, yep. you know, this spot this year, this spot this year. And I looked, and, and I got to just look closer. I was kind of on my phone quick. I need yeah. to take time on, like, a computer and scroll and see. That's like, right. Um, 
but I don't know. I'm really curious, but I'm pumped with them, man. First saddle buck. Yeah. Um, to kill one on October the eighth, the same day I killed a doe. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a happy man. Absolutely. I'm glad I killed one then because my truck's gone and I can't really go hunting. No, on my own I <laughs> That sucks. Uh, well, I think everything worked out really good. Now you played that front just right. I mean, yeah. deer, deer castles on fire. Deer cast. I I really deer cast was the reason I hunted hard that yep. weekend. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. I was uh, taking family pictures with my wife and kids and family camping. <laughs> hey, family balance, man. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it would be a nice night to be in a tree. <laughs> but you know, now, like from here on, you know, mid October to mid November, yep. you're going to cut some time. I didn't know that cold front was coming when we scheduled those like a month and a half, two months ago. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I wish like, I could have seen it coming. <laughs> my wife's like, so what do you think, like October the 8th? I'm like, yeah, I want to hunt like beginning of October. Yeah, that's fine. It eighth's good. Yeah, there's nothing going no on. No idea. Eight. There's a cold front coming in. But it's a rare thing, dude. I mean, I know. I wouldn't have thought either. Yeah, well. it's a, it's the earliest I've ever killed a mature whitetail. Yeah. Um, my previous record was the seventeenth. Yeah, I think. Seventeen. I remember he was like middle. I killed my buck last year, the twenty first. Um, but that's you know cold front on the twenty first. That's you expect, you right. know. Um, but my previous record was the seventeenth. That's crazy. I've had some really good encounters beginning of October, still coming off that summer pattern. Yeah. But I've said that before in other podcasts, but I mean, opportunity at three big boys, uh, just too far out. And I just didn't make my move yeah. quick enough. But in the first four days, five days of October, there was three different opportunities there had I made my move. Right. But then after that, it starts kind of getting scarce. And then that's why it's easy for me to really dive in and believe the october lull just year after year but yeah and these cold fronts get to fire them up man get some moving it's like what do we have like a 20 degree drop yeah it was huge and you know. i mean it got down to like 31 degrees that night yeah it was beautiful it was cold it's beautiful i about froze every... to death in our camper i bet you I even had the furnace going i'm like <laughs> damn we're crank that thing up more well that too and it's like they always say like first south after a bunch of norths and that's what it did. It went south, and it ended up being... I killed this buck on a west wind. Oh, okay. And so the trail... I was on the east side of the trail on a west wind set up for this shot. Yep. And normally their bedding is to the east of me, southeast of me. That I think is their bedding. Yep. And he came up from that direction. So nice. he was using the wind from where he was going, coming out of up... And I just happened to be on the downwind side of him. Perfect. So it was money. It was perfect. Picture perfect. Perfect setup. Just great. Yeah. Great. So Dang. It was a good day, man. That's a great day. Yeah. So Lee didn't believe me when I texted him back. It's literally a minute. Yep. Like uh, one minute. I had <laughs> I, I scrolled over where it tells you your time and yep. I screenshot. I'm like, that's worth saving. Yep. No, he's like, no way. You're like, no, he's he's no longer with us. Yeah. He's he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he passed away, actually. So <laughs> that's great. It's a great great story, man. What a wonderful day. I mean, uh, that's I was tickled pink, man. Full of action. Full of action. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't get a hernia on the on the buck though. You had some help. Yeah, so we got him cleaned up. I, I had to clean him where he's at, so yep. we saved it. But um after that though, I did make the hernia five thousand. Um but yeah, we got him. I got my ranger. You set up my ranger, so I I got the ranger on the trailer, drove her out, yep. and then uh, you you set up a winch and all that stuff. So that makes it a lot easier. That does make it. I want to make, and I don't know if we talked about this on a podcast, but and maybe somebody makes it like boat rollers yep. for the roof, and you can run the winch around over over the back. That would be awesome. It should be pretty easy. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. 
just need something to keep it in the tracks. I've seen guys, of course, you probably had to go down some gravel roads. I, I like pulling my deer sled, get the deer in it, and then put some ratchet straps mm-hmm. on it, and then just pull it behind the ranger. That, that, my deer sled takes a beating, but... Um, you I've have yours reinforced with sheet metal, too, don't you, your deer, your deer sled? Yeah, oh, I put aluminum, we bent aluminum to the front so you don't pull the ropes out. So we got a front, like an inside plate, an outside plate, mm-hmm. and the ropes come through, and then we've got them all knotted and burn off and all that. But I've also seen or talked to some other guys, like, out west, when they kill a big elk, trying to pull it with a side by side, and <laughs> it's they can never get enough traction. So they've used that winch, and they'll pull the winch out, but then they run it underneath the machine oh. to the back. So then they put it in full wheel drive, and as it's as you're pulling all that weight, the back end's coming down because of the weight, but the front end's coming with it because of the tension from because the front. of the tension off the front, and it just squats the machine down to where you can. Aren't side by sides amazing? Oh, I love my side by sides. It's Mark and them guys have um, the tracker ones. Yeah, those look nice. They're sweet. They're sweet. Any side by side is is good, but especially when you can fine tune. There's just so many options with them. You know what so I did? I, you put those reverse lights on me. Yeah, lit the baby just up and clean like that a football butt. field. It was amazing. It's like this is <laughs> the cool. the deer getter five thousand. Yep, Eric's calling. <laughs> so uh, he's probably making sure I'm all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean. It was great, man. A great weekend. That's right. Um, the kids got the, you know, I end up, uh, you know, had it in the back of the Ranger. I bring yep. the kids out and they're all freaked out, you know, like in a good way. Like It's just a good, like a kind of a sigh of relief. Like you, you, you checked out the deer cast. It said it was on fire. You had your perfect setup. You did all your calculations. Yeah. And then it all comes together. It's just like, ah, this is awesome. The way it's supposed to happen. Because yeah, yep. it never goes, rarely does it go the way it's supposed to happen. Nope. You know, my then, wife, so my wife was sitting there talking to me. I've shown her your pictures and everything. She's like, man, that's awesome. I wish that you could have been able to get out, but we were having pictures and all that, you know, yada, yada. And she's like, I hope that this year you can get on a buck and go out and you don't have to go out like 44 times to kill that buck. Like it, you <laughs> make it happen like in a couple days. Okay, like, honey. That's yeah, that's the plan, but that doesn't always work that way. You wish it'd go that way. Cause me too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I've been sitting in a tree for, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Dude, it can, you know, a season worth of grinding hard Yep, can burn you. Oh, man. You're mentally invested and really heavily, you know? You are, That's too. what gets you, I think. And and then it starts, you're stressed out and then <laughs> take stress home and it's just... Yeah. But you put, you put more pressure on yourself. Now, I have started to, in the last few years, just started backing off of stressing out like oh i gotta kill this big buck i know he's there yeah and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this deer killed you're almost better off i figured out to just pull it out of gear and just coast for a bit and just go to the timber when it seems right and don't put so much pressure on yourself and it's amazing how things happen come together i agree with that i think 100 percent agree with everything you said and like to add on to that i think I used to go in as like, just hunt as much as you can. Mm-hmm. When I think you just hunt when it's perfect to hunt. Yep. You and, know, don't force wins. And you're, that more, right. and you're more calculated. You're thinking more clearly. You're, mm-hmm. you're fresher. You're hunting. Every time you hunt, for the most part, there's a real opportunity if you're hunting on the right days. That's right. Versus just hunting on the wrong days just to hunt. Yep. Those are your family days. That's right. You know, hang out with the kids. Yep. Work your overtime those days. Whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think... That's where you invest your time. Your real aggressive time is when it's good. The exactly. First cold front in October, and like you said, you're fresh. You're fresh. I mean, you're 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 dialed in. You're just you're just ready to go. You're calculated, and and you have a lot more stamina 
when you haven't just sat four days straight, all day sits. Yep. Now, do I think if you're going to take time to hunt and hunt, then you better be hunting. Hunt your cojones off? Yeah. Like November. Yeah. You know, you take, you take a five day, five working days off vacation and hunt and a couple weekends or, you know, two weekends. And if you're, you took it off to hunt, you better be, better be yeah. hunting. But you're doing it when it's like, deer are going to move for the most part, yep. regardless of the conditions, give or take. Yep. One-off scenarios. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's all part of that work, family, hunt balance. And I yep. think it's important conversation. Um, don't, it's, it's easy to get stressed out. Don't stress yourself out. Hunt and have a good time. Um, I leave for time of recording next week for mm-hmm. Wyoming to go try and fill my elk tag with, with my buddy Trey. And now I don't have a vehicle, but like this relieves some stress off of me, not like stress to kill a buck, but I killed a great mature buck in Illinois at home. And I'm like, cool. I don't mind leaving the end of October for a few days to go hunt out of state. Yep. Um, and I'm glad I did kill early too, because um, we have some like uh, Trey and Devin are coming in. Devin hunted whitetails for the first time last year. Yeah. Uh, Trey has never hunted whitetails. That's cool. So he's coming in for the first time, and and uh, we found a small piece to get him on. Yep. I'm gonna let him hunt my piece when the wind's right, and uh, so we're gonna try and get them his first Trey his first whitetail. That's great. So that'll be fun. But I'm glad because then I can kind of like spend my time guiding them. Right. Um. You don't feel the pressure to. You yeah. Get out. You haven't. Or that. Or you're anxious and you want to. You want to be hunting as much as they're hunting and all that you know right but but you know i'm gonna make sure they have food here and like they're taken care of like i'm i'm their guide kind of like their outfit even though it's not what that is i'm just getting them to the stands and stuff yeah helping them out and feeling like you can take the time to help them out and yeah go the extra mile for them that's cool yeah Yeah. if if somebody needs something i can get down and go get it and then help them out or you know whatever whatever it ends up being but it's gonna be fun man it'll be a good time yeah sounds like it yeah they'll be in they'll be in some of the guys from Black Obus will be in. The Bushaks will be in. Yeah. Um, Michael from Loophole will be in with his son, honey. That's right. Um, Bill Moretti will be in. We're going to a whole family, like, in that three-week span is all going to kind of overlap. So we're going to have a, a nice... There, you know, camp. there's so much to look forward to this time of year, not just, just being in the timber, but so much camaraderie and hunt camp type scenarios. Yeah. You know, everybody out there listening has probably got something in mind, whatever it yeah. is. And then everybody coming together and cooking a bunch of food and hunting together. It's just the whole, the whole thing. And it's, and talking about family and work now, once my kids are getting old enough, it's just going to be a big family deal. I mean, all it's circled and, and surrounding hunting. Yep. So I, I mean, I just all around, it's just a good deal. And, oh, yeah. and they're starting to get old enough now where, you know, they have their little bows in the yard and they're shooting and, yep. you know, we're getting the idea that we watch big buck movies and, We'll have to do that, man. We'll have to plan like October, November, December. We'll have to plan like once a month. We have like hunting camp nights with the kids. Yep. And then we do that. We watch like, you know, we'll watch juries or monster bucks or whatever and cook food and and just kind of let them have that community vibe. I think that's a big deal. Oh, it'll go a long ways for them for sure. We have the places to do it. One month we could do it at your place. One month we could do it at Austin's place. One month we could do it at the studio. Yep. It'd be fun. It'd be a blast. Cook food, celebrate deer hunting. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm looking that. forward to it. We're we're just on the verge of it. We got and and we are blessed to have such a long archery season. Yeah. So as far as this balance of trying to get everything to work, if it all came down to like a two week period, then we'd be a lot more cutthroat on we're hunting. Yeah. And we have such a long period of time between you know beginning of October and middle of January. Yeah. I mean you can. 
make things work. And yeah, you might not want to sit out there when it's negative five, but if you have to, you can. Yeah. I mean, well, cool, man. It. it was a fun podcast. Yeah, it was. Work life balance, buck story. Yep. Wrecking a truck. <laughs> not funny. Sorry. I didn't wreck my truck. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just laughing. Do, do I say I wrecked my truck or it, you got wrecked? It got wrecked. I was parked. The EMTs and the cops come up. They're like, How'd you get So you were just here? sitting here? I'm like, yeah, sitting at the light. The guy ran the light and hit me. <laughs> Dude, I watched the semi driver. I think he was looking on his, on his phone. He just, oh, yeah. It's like looking down. Boom. Just center That's punch. That's all it takes. Two seconds off the... <sighs> what a bummer. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Best of luck to you this season. Pay attention to DeerCast. Get in. Support these podcasts. There's some comments, some likes, and DeerCast. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. We appreciate your support. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. And we really mean that. Go shoot a giant. That's right. Later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.